Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Well, good morning, Unity of Farmington Hills, and welcome to all of you who are visiting us today for our online worship service. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Reverend Kelly Kincaid. I'm the senior minister at Unity of Farmington Hills. I want to thank Nicholas and the music team for leading us in that opening congregational song. It was a beautiful way to usher in the spirit of worship. Thank you, Lauren, for providing the lyrics as you always do so we could sing along with you. I really enjoyed that. I'm going to share our announcements for today and then we will continue with our service. Our Sunday fellowship gathering is today at 11 a.m. And I invite all of you to join us, even those of you who are not members. Come join us in fellowship. I think you'll have a good time. 
I'm taking time off to rest. So I will be off from Monday, this Monday, tomorrow, March 1st, until next Monday, March 8th. But we will still have our weekly activities going. So tomorrow, Elliot Gear will be leading the Zoom house party at 1 p.m. And I invite you all to join them, to connect with each other, to inspire each other, and to laugh. <laughs> if there's one thing we do in a house party is laughing. You never know what you're going to be talking about in the, the house party. So join them at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Reverend Bonnie Gardner will be leading the Bible study and the Wednesday, the Bible study on Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. and the Wednesday evening meditation. So if you're in, interested in going into a deeper spiritual meaning of scripture, join the, the Bible study at 1 p.m. on Wednesday. And then Wednesday evening, I promise you, you will find a relaxing, peaceful experience during the meditation. Our next women's group meeting is on Sunday, March 7th at 3 p.m. So please mark your calendars for 3 p.m. instead of 2 p.m. Melanie Porsche Donahue will be leading a discussion on grief. She has, uh, we, we know her because she has spoken at our church a couple times during uh, 2019 when I went out of town for to be ordained. Melanie is a, an awesome grief counselor and therapist and she has a wonderful presentation in store for you all. Our critical conversation meetings will resume on March 8th at 7 p.m. We will begin with a video on how racism began and then we'll have a, a discussion on it. And our meetings will be on the second and fourth Monday of the month. The next men's group meeting is on March 18th at 7 p.m. Peter Albertson will be the host as usual and I'm sure he has an amazing meeting in store for you all. So all of you men, you are invited to participate and enjoy yourselves on Thursday at 7 p.m. That's the 18th of March. Our next family trivia game is on March 20th, which is a Saturday at 7 p.m. Feel free to invite your friends and family to join us for some fun. In the last one that we had, the Berry family won again. <laughs> so they are the reigning champs. Congratulations. And we, we, we're really having fun. Thank you, Eileen Lindbergh, for creating this trivia event that we've been having and also for hosting it. The, for the links to all of our activities, classes, group meetings, and our events, or to sign up for our email blast, please visit our website at unityfh.com. If you don't see what you're looking for on the homepage, look in the calendar of events. And then I wanted to announce that we have a uh, uh, we have a new prayer ministry, and uh, I'm excited about that. So now you can send your you can email your request your prayer request to prayerchaplains at unityfh.com. And after the prayer chaplains and I have held your prayer request in prayer, we will send them to Silent Unity so that they can hold your request in vigil for. 30 days. I want to thank Roxanne Berry and Eileen Lindbergh, who are our prayer chaplains for serving in our prayer ministry and the and for your commitment, your time and commitment. This concludes our announcements for today. And now as we join our music team in singing Shirley to presence, let us open our hearts and our minds to hear the daily word and for our opening prayer.
Daily word for today, February 28th, 2021, is connection. I honor my connection with all people. Will you affirm that with me, please? I honor my connection with all people. And the message reads, No matter how great the distance that exists between me and the people I care about, I know we are connected by our, one, by our love for one another. Today, I reestablish and strengthen this connection by reaching out, even if it's only to let someone know I'm thinking about thinking of them. Our connection is also kept strong through prayer. As I pray for those I care about, I bless them by holding my highest vision of their lives, seeing them as healthy, prosperous, happy, and fulfilled. Whether we're in frequent contact or have fallen out of touch, my connection with my loved ones remains strong because we are one in God, one in love. Today's scripture comes from 1 Corinthians, it's chapter 12, verse 13. For in, the for in the one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews and Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Let us pray. So I invite you all to gently close your eyes with me, please, and take a deep cleansing breath. And just let your focus float down into your heart center, right in the center of your chest. Let yourself feel peace. And we acknowledge that there is only one power and one presence that is active in our lives and in the universe, co-creating our lives with us. That is God, the good omnipotent, and we are one with you, God, so that makes us good as well. We open ourselves up right now to hear your message, to receive your message, and to be guided in how to live your message. Thank you, God, for your love that loves no matter what. In the mighty name and nature of the indwelling Christ, we pray. Thank you, God. Amen. And now, Please affirm with me the statement of being. God is all, both invisible and visible. One presence, one mind, one power is all. This one that is all is perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. I am an individualized expression of God. I am ever one with this perfect life, perfect love, and perfect substance. And now let us affirm our UFH growth affirmation together. We give thanks for our expansive congregation that fills our halls and sanctuary with seekers of unity truth, fills our hearts with love and joy, and provides us with all of the necessary resources to co-create a loving and compassionate spirit-filled world. Thank you for uh, affirming that with me. And now we will have our first special song, and I will be back with our message for today. One, two, three. I was stranded in the shadows. It was all I ever knew. I was pushed down. In the darkness, lost all hope of breaking through. There's no life inside that prison. No windows, just these walls and chains. But love was on a mission.
us off the coast Always willing, always ready Wow, that was amazing. It was an amazing performance. It was an amazing song, and it was an amazing video. Thank you all for that. Thank you, Lauren, for the video that you put with that into the light. It was powerful for today. Very inspirational. Thanks again. So Rob Locke called me and shared this riddle, riddle that his four-year-old grandson gave, uh, shared with him. <laughs> What'll ghosts put in their hair? <laughs> Scare spray. <laughs> thank you, Rob, for that cute little riddle. Tell your grandson I said thank you. <laughs> and I did share it in the worship service today. <laughs> so anyway, today... We uh, uh, is the last Sunday in the in Black History Month. And I want to acknowledge like I did it in the first in the beginning of this month, but I want to acknowledge again all of those black uh, American African-American leaders, pioneers, inventors, scientists, everyone, all of you who those of you who are alive and those of you who have transitioned whose shoulders that I stand on, who have been paving the way to create a better world for all of us, for not just for black people, but for all of us. And for, for the ways that you've been paving the way, even if it's slowly but surely, paving the way to dismantling the systemic racism in the United States and bringing forth a harmonious interaction between all races, as we acknowledge that we are children in Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ. So I acknowledge Black History Month. I acknowledge all that we are doing. And I also am grateful to be a part of it. So that I wanted to acknowledge that. It is also the second Sunday of the Lenten season. Although Sundays aren't acknowledged during the 40-day Lenten period, it is still a part of, it's still 
in the in the period of the Lenten season. So it's the second Sunday. And normally people fast from sugar or food or go on a certain diet in order to demonstrate their dedication to spiritual growth. The most amazing way that I think and you and that we learn in unity to acknowledge and to honor the Lenten season is to release all beliefs, all thoughts, all feelings, all emotions and all words and actions that are unloving, ungodly and old and no longer serve our highest and greatest good to begin to release them fast from that fast from those aspects of consciousness. And then in that space, sit and commune and spend more time developing a stronger relationship with God. And then on Good Friday, which is the day of crucifixion, we crucify all of those things, meaning we release them permanently in order to move into a Easter Sunday where we resurrect, commit to a higher expression of God in consciousness where we have released all of those things that no longer served us, serve us. And so that is a powerful way to honor and to acknowledge the Lenten season. Today is also the last Sunday that we are going to be dis of the month of February, which in unity represents strength. Strength is one of the 12 spiritual aspects in consciousness, spiritual attributes in our consciousness that help us move into a higher vibration of being individualized expressions of God, being the Christ in this world, but not of this world, co-creating heaven on earth with God. And so for February, which represents strength, the disciple whose name acknowledges and, and represents strength is Andrew. Andrew is, as we said last week, is Peter's brother. Peter represents faith. So the two work together, faith and strength work together. Strength in a physical expression represents our, our vitality, our physical vitality, our ability to endure, to persevere, to stay the course, to be steadfast. It also in the mental expression represents our ability to set a goal and follow through, to stay committed to our spiritual principles on a daily, on a daily basis, to have a stability in character. And on an emotional way, it is our ability to stay in a state of peace and contentment, no matter what is going on in our life, being rooted in God. And then on a spiritual level, strength is that inner resilience. It's the energy of God that dwells within. And so we've been discussing strength this month. And today, the title of my talk is God's strength in our weaknesses. And I love how Paul discusses strength in the sec the second Corinthians, the 12th chapter of second Corinthians. He discusses his visions and he also goes into discussing God's strength in his weaknesses. So in the beginning of chapter 12, he's talking about how he has the right to boast about his visions, his revelations and his experiences with God. But he decides not to because to boast about his experiences with God will really be arrogant and conceited. It will boast him up instead of God. So he goes into talking, de denying and, and deciding not to boast. And then he goes into discussing how God gave him a thorn in his side to, to, move him away from being proud. So I'm going to go down to verse seven. We're going to, it, we're going to be working on the, through the scriptures of verses seven through nine in chapter 12 of second Corinthians. This is the new living translation. Verse seven, even though I have received such wonderful revelation from God. So to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Verse eight, three times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses 
so that the power of Christ can work through me. So we are not given a specific idea on whether it was a real thorn or splinter or what it is actually in Paul's side that he's talking about. But we do know that it is an experience that is tormenting him and causing a bit of suffering in him and causing him to feel weak. And so in that, when we look at our lives, that thorn in the side would represent temporary or a temporary or permanent situation or a physical, mental or emotional circumstance that is uncomfortable, severely uncomfortable and out of our control. So, for instance, and causes a weakness inside of us, whether it's a weakness in our circumstances or a weakness within our mind, our body, our emotions in some way, shape or form, it causes some form of weakness. For example, many of us are experiencing deep feelings of grief, feelings of confusion when it comes to trying to understand God on a deeper level, a feeling of loss, feelings of frustration. Some of us are having feelings, uh, uh, feeling emotionally, mentally and physical pain. And some of us are having financial situations, uh, strain in our financial situations or our financial circumstance, which could be a weakness in that area of our life as well. So it could be a weakness within your mind. It could be a weakness within your body, within your emotions, within your life or within your circumstances. And so when we have those areas in our, th those things happening, that will be considered the thorn in our flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment us. And to keep us from becoming proud. But even in the midst of that, we can lean on God's strength in our weaknesses. And when we lean on God's strength in our weaknesses, we move into a higher experience of our spiritual expression of strength. Because God's strength is the spiritual strength in you. But as I read through these scriptures, I realized that there is literally, there are blessings in the midst of our weakness. So how are there blessings in the midst of our weakness? They show up in this, in these scriptures. So the first way is in verse seven, when he says, even though I have, uh, so to keep me from being proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. So the first way that our weakness blesses us is that it moves us into a state of humility. It humbles us. And we become less prideful. We become less boastful. We become less arrogant. And we let, we let go of boasting on our own abilities. We realize how fragile we really are and limited in our abilities. So we move from boasting because that thorn is a reminder or that circumstance is a reminder that we literally have a weakness that we are dealing with. And as God becomes the strength in our weakness, we also become humble. We become humbled and step into humi humility. The second way that we are blessed in the midst of a weakness is that our weakness in our weakness, we experience God's uh, sufficient grace in verse eight. Paul says that he asked three times, three different times he begged the Lord to take it away. How many times is that our first thing that we jump and ask and pray God for God to take away the circumstance instead of doing what Bruce Lee says in one of his quotes, he says, do not pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. And so that's the first thing that, P, that Paul does is he asks for God to take it away. And a lot of times we do that as well. Will you please take this circumstance away? Take this weakness away? Take this pain away? Take this grief away? Take this feeling of loss away? Take this confusion away? We pray, take this financial strain and stress and circumstance away. Take frustration away. We pray for it to be taken away instead of for God to help us move through it. And so when we experience what Paul is saying in verse nine, he says that the answer to his prayer, which sometimes you will get a no, 
The answer to your prayer will be, my grace is all you need. Grace, according to Charles Fillmore, who is the, I don't have the book, the co-founder of Unity. He says that that is our unwarranted favor. It's the favor that we get from God, even when our behaviors or our minds don't warrant it. The things that we are doing don't warrant it. it. We still are receiving favor from God. So that's the second way that we are blessed in our weakness is when God is great. When we realize that God's grace is all we need in the midst of it, you come to the place of realizing that God's grace is all we need. And you begin to experience God's favor in your life, life in the midst of the weakness. God's strength, it shows up in your weakness in the form of favor. The third way that we experience a blessing in the midst of our weakness is that we learn to become completely dependent on God, not ourselves and not other people. Now, it is the case that as God's strength manifests in our weakness, sometimes God may use someone else in the midst of our weakness to become to be as a form of of strength. I was I'm reminded of this story that I uh, read about this farmer who was pent between his tractor and the ground. He was trying to pull a tree trunk out of the front of his yard and the tractor jerked and he slipped and the tractor flipped over on top of him and he was pent between the ground and the steering wheel of the tractor. And then it was on it. The, the tractor was on his arm as well. So he, so he was trying to breathe and he couldn't. And when he started to yell, he was losing even more breath in that moment, in that, that, that time of stress, he started praying to God and his daughters, his 16 and 14 year old daughters heard him cry and came to, to, to see what was going on. When they saw him pent in between the tractor and the ground, they called 911. And then they walked over to the tractor and both of them started to try to lift it up. It took them six tries and they said they knew it was too heavy. They were too weak to care to lift it, but they lifted it up and they don't know where the strength came from, but they were able to lift it enough for him to move from under the steering wheel. His arm was still pent, but they were able to move it from under him, from under the steering wheel so that he could breathe. Now they didn't know where the strength came from. I know where that strength came from. That was God. That was God. So in the moments where you depend completely on God, what happens is the second part of this where Paul is saying my power from God, God says my power works best in weakness. God's power was working through those sisters in their weakness to lift up that tractor. And even in the father's weakness where he was pent and couldn't between the steering wheel and the ground and couldn't breathe. God, God gave them the strength to lift it up. And there are times in your life where God will give you strength in one way, shape or form. And it'll be in God's timing in God's divine way and in God's divine order that it will manifest in your life. But you got to move into the space of depending on God. That is a blessing in all weaknesses that you depend on God. When I sometimes have had my moments of feeling unworthy or feeling upset or feeling emotionally. Emotionally caught up. And I would try and my husband wasn't around and I try to call my dad and he he didn't answer. and My girlfriend didn't answer in those moments. I kept I remember, OK, I'm supposed to be depending on you guys. Sometimes we forget, but I'm realizing I know now more and more when I go into those moments of distress and feeling weak to go directly to God, to depend only on God. And as I depend only on God, God becomes my strength in my weakness. When I'm going through asthma attacks, I, I, I automatically start praying. I automatically start thanking God. I automatically move into that space, which is the second, the, the fourth, the, the fifth thing. I mean, the next thing that, that he talks about, Paul talks about in verse nine, he says, so now I am glad to boast about my weaknesses. So that the power of Christ can work through me. 
So the next so the next way that being in weakness blesses us is that it opens up an opportunity for us to praise God. So as I was saying, when I'm going through either pain in my body or frustration or some type of weakness, I automatically now start praising God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I can barely breathe. Sometimes I'm having asthma. Even when I use my inhaler, thank you, God. On the way to urgent care to get a breathing treatment or whatever, I'm still thanking God, thanking God, thanking God. Those are the breaths. And if I can't say it because I'm coughing, I'm saying it in my mind because I know that I can praise God into activating the Christ the, the Christ strength in me, that God's strength works in my weakness when I praise God, just like Paul says. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness. I know God works through me. I've seen it happen so many times when I've been in weakness and I've confessed that weakness to God and I thank God for being my strength in my weakness. And every single time I feel the strength of God welling up inside of me, God always will fill up where you are deficient in spirit, using the Holy Spirit. God will always fill up through Christ where you feel deficient. And that is the fifth way that we are blessed is that God's power. No, that yeah, God's power works best in our weakness and that the more we praise God for it, the more we activate it in our life. The more we praise God for it and activate it in our life, what happens is you become an example of it. Just like Jesus is an example of that for us. When Jesus was going through feeling like he said his soul was tormented to the point of death. The day he was arrested when they were in Gethsemane, right before they were arrested, he went and he prayed. He leaned on God. He confessed it to God, take this cup. I know that you can take this from me. If it be your will, not my will, but thy will be done. And he knew that it was his to go through. In that moment, he was having a moment of weakness. And in that moment of weakness, he leaned completely on God. And then he got up after he was filled up through prayer, confessing to God, humbling himself to God, Allowing God to God's grace to be all that he needed, letting God's power work in his weakness. And then he got up and he let his life be the praise that God is your strength in your weakness. And in the last part of verse 10, it says, for when I am weak, then I am strong. I needed to add that part because I say that a lot too. For when I am weak, I am strong. In the moments that I feel weak and I confess it to God, I move into spiritual strength. And that is what we are here to do. We are here to depend on God. We are here to confess to God. We are here to, to praise God. We are here to let God's power be the strength that works best in the midst of our weakness. Whatever you are going through right now, even if it is that you feel you want to help someone you love and you don't, and you feel too weak, there's no way you can help that in that you have a weakness. Turn that over to God. Financial issues, turn it over to God. Everything step in a place where you allow the circumstance to humble you. And as you allow it to humble you, thank God that God's sufficient, God's grace is all you need. And as you thank God that God's grace is all you need, you will see God's favor start to open up in your life. And then move into depending completely on God, nobody else. Now, like I said, God may bring people and guide you to people, bring circumstances, guide you to circumstances. That may be the way that God's strength manifest in your weakness, but let God be the one to guide you. Depend completely on God. God's power works best in your weakness. Affirm that for yourself. And as you affirm that for yourself, celebrate and boast about God working in your weakness and watch the more you boast about it, the more you praise it, the more it occurs in your life. And then let your life be an example for others, as Jesus's life is an example for ours. Be that disciple that Jesus is by directing everyone to God through the way you walk, through the way you live, through the way you praise, through the way you boast, everything being directed to God and God's strength will manifest in our weakness. 
God's strength is always there in our weakness because you are one with the omnipotence of God. That is God's power, which is your spiritual strength. And God is there for you, ready to manifest in your life, already manifesting behind the scenes, whether you know it or not. That is where the grace comes from because God is working whether we ask God or not. So let us thank God for that. And during this Lenten season, let us release all that is blocking us from being humbled in the presence of God, from knowing that God's sufficiency is our, that, that God's grace is all we need, knowing that in our weakness, God's power, it works best. Being in a place where we depend completely on God and then praising God in our weakness, praising God in our weakness, and then get up and live the truth that you know, which is that fifth unity principle Thank you, God, for this message. And thank you, God, for the way you're guiding us into living as your strength manifests in our weakness. Amen. And thank you all for listening and being a part of this beautiful message. Huh. Namaste. And so now as we go into our love offering segment, the giving segment of this service, allow the donation to come to your mind that you're feeling led by God to give that will stretch you into giving righteously where God will manifest, test God and watch God manifest blessings in your life. And let us affirm that love, our love offering blessing together. Divine love through me blesses and multiplies all that I have, all that I give and all that I receive. Thank you, God. Amen. And last week I did mention that if you wanted to, if you haven't um, done a pledge yet for the church, a commitment on what you'd like to give for the year or monthly, you can still do that. You can do it by sending your uh, pledge to sending the, what you want to pledge to Matthew at businessmanager at unityfh.com. For those of you who have pledged and who are committing to your pledge, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I didn't say that last week, but I meant to. I thank you all for that. I thank you all for every single way you donate. For those of you who would like to donate online, go to unityfh.com. You can donate, and there's a donate button at the top of the homepage. You can donate through credit card, debit card, or PayPal. You can also donate through smile.amazon.com. So if you haven't linked your Amazon account yet to Unity of Farmington Hills, Open up a smile.amazon account and link it to Unity of Farmington Hills. That way, every time you make a purchase, Amazon will send proceeds to Unity of Farmington Hills. For those of you who are sending in your checks, send them to Unity of Farmington Hills, 32500 West 13 Mile Road, Farmington Hills, Michigan, 48334. And whichever way you decide to give, let me tell you, and I will always tell you over and over and over and over and over again. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you for blessing this church. Thank you for blessing each other. Thank you for the ways that you bless me. Thank you for blessing the community with me. And thank you for bringing, being committed to being an outreach church with me. So if you have ideas on how you'd like to do that, Send them to senior minister at unityfh.com and I will take your ideas to the board and we can decide on which way we're going to be uh, outreach community, outreach um, spiritual community. And so now we're going to have our second spiritual, our second song, special song rather, entitled Made New. And then I will be back with our closing prayer segment. I'll see you in a little bit. You're calling me over, you're pulling me close With love you surround me, you give me hope Yeah, 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 yeah You're taking me deeper, you're making me
Again, it was an amazing performance, powerful message in the song, which I love that song made new and a beautiful video. Thank you, Lauren, for the video. And thank you all for the performance and for always giving your heart and soul into the way you inspire us with your uplifting songs. I really deeply appreciate it. Thanks again. So now let us go ahead and gently close our eyes and take a deep breath. And as you settle into your heart center in the center of your chest, just let your consciousness float down into that space in the center of your chest. And go ahead and allow the name to come or names to come forth in your mind who you are praying with. And go ahead and speak them out into this prayer circle or think them into the prayer circle. Knowing that they are being received by God. And Lord, even as I send my prayer requests into this circle, I thank you for answering each and every request that is already so in their lives right now. And that in your mighty way, in your divine timing, and in your divine order, you will manifest your grace, your power, and your divinely right solution, healing, or whatever it is that was prayed for. You're manifesting it in their lives as you see fit. I thank you, God, for blessing everyone who is in attendance today and those who will be watching later. I also thank you, God, for blessing every single person who contributed to the amazing service today. We are grateful that you bless Unity of Farmington Hills and everyone connected to Unity of Farmington Hills and that your love, your divine love, loves us all no matter what. And we thank you, God, for blessing the world. In the mighty name and nature of that indwelling Christ, we pray. Amen. And now let us uh, know our statement of being together. I mean, our prayer for protection together. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. The presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is and all is well. And today is birthday Sunday. So I'm just going to sing happy birthday before we sing our peace song with our music team. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. You are wonderful. Happy birthday to you. I know it wasn't as melodious as our music team, but it came from my heart. For those of you who are joining us for our fellowship gathering, I'll see you in a little bit. For those of you who are not, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and have an amazing week. I'll see you all back on Monday for our critical conversations meetings. Ah, it has been a joy and a pleasure. Again, I am Reverend Kelly Kincaid. Until next time, uh, let us sing the peace song before we close out. Until next time, I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this Unity of Farmington Hills podcast. 
We hope this has encouraged you, inspired you, and uplifted you. If you are unable to attend our Sunday gatherings, but still want to support our spiritual community, visit our giving page at www.unityfh.com donate.